This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another edition of the Did He Really Just Say That? The Word of the Lord. I'll have more in a minute, but first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike Lindell has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They're designed to wear indoors and outdoors all day long. They're made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue. They're made with quality leather suede. And for a limited time, Mike is offering 40%, 40% off his new my slippers. The my slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family. So go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listeners square and use promo code Jeff. You will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products, including those fabulous Giza Dream bed sheets the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code JEFF. Now, imagine that President Joe Biden had stepped before the cameras after the mass shootings in Uvalde, Texas, and said this, quote, As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the abortion lobby? When in God's name are we going to do what we all know in our gut needs to be done? Unquote. Then imagine that he cited this real headline from Fox News, quote, over 63 million abortions have occurred in the U.S. since Roe v. Wade decision in 1973, unquote. Then imagine Biden quoted from that same Fox story, which begins this way, more than 63 million abortions are estimated to have taken place in the United States since the Supreme Court's 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling that granted federal protections to women seeking to terminate their pregnancies, according to one analysis. The National Right to Life Committee, NRLC, the nation's oldest pro-life organization, estimates that 63,459,781 abortions have taken place since 1973. That estimate was gathered by tracking data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, and the Guttmacher Institute, which previously served as a research arm of the nation's preeminent abortion provider, Planned Parenthood, unquote. Finally, imagine that President Biden closed out his statement on Uvalde by saying this, this all began in January of 1973, my very first year in the United States Senate. Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? Where in God's name is our backbone to have the courage to deal with it and stand up to the abortion lobbies? It's time to turn this pain into action. Now, if in fact, President Biden had done all of the above, substituting the abortion lobby for the gun lobby, or even including it alongside the abortion lobby, can you imagine, can you imagine the ferocious, furious response that would be coming from the American left. Michael Moore and all those Hollywood celebrities outraged over the murder of 19 children would be livid at the idea that there was a connection of any kind behind the abortion of 63 million babies and the slaughter of those 19 children. Which, 
speaks volumes. Sadly, there is no willingness to confront a glaringly obvious reality. Thanks to Roe v. Wade, Americans live in a society that daily sends the message that there is little to no value to human life. It's not seen as precious, much less a gift from God. No, instead, Americans are told that taking a human life is merely a, quote, choice, unquote, and that if one wants to take a life, well, it's just not a big deal. Where else could 18-year-old shooter Salvador Ramos in Texas and Peyton Gendron in New York, unknown to each other and separated by thousands of miles, have gotten the same message that it was just no big deal to commit mass murder? They got that message because the American left in all its different venues, Hollywood, the media, politicians like Joe Biden and more, incessantly drills into their heads the idea that human life is merely a choice. And if you want to end a life or multiple lives, that's okay. And if, by God, anyone out there, beginning with Supreme Court justices, even considers taking that right to take a life away, then there will be hell to pay. As a matter of fact, as this has uh, been taped, we find out that a California man has uh, been caught not far from the home of Justice Brett Kavanaugh, armed to the teeth to, uh, with a plan to kill Justice Kavanaugh because he might rule against Roe versus Wade. Headlines like this one from the Western Journal make clear. Biden administration preparing for outbreak of violence to follow Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade ruling report. Now, that was written before this guy from California with a gun was caught not far from Justice Kavanaugh's house. This report, one of many, said this. A Department of Homeland Security memo warned that a surge in violence is likely after the Supreme Court issues its ruling in an abortion case that could result in a ruling overturning the Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion in 1973. The Friday memo said threats against various levels of government, quote, are likely to persist and may increase leading up to and following the issuing of the court's official ruling, unquote, according to Axios. And that has now come true with the arrest of this guy near the Kavanaugh home. The message to the likes of that guy and of mass shooters, Ramos, Jenjen, and any others contemplating murder is clear. If Supreme Court justices mess with the right to take so-called to take an innocent human life, there will be hell to pay, beginning with the justices themselves, because Americans, so says the powerful abortion lobby Biden is afraid to challenge, have a right to take a human life if they so choose. The message to the likes of mass shooters Ramos, Jenrin, and any others contemplating murder is clear. If Supreme Court justices mess with the right, quote-unquote, to take an innocent human life, there will be hell to pay, beginning with the justices themselves, because Americans, so says the powerful abortion lobby Biden is afraid to challenge, have a right to take a human life if they so choose. It is, in its own way, stunning that the American left repeatedly and heatedly puts out the message that life is merely a choice and that it's no big deal to take it, and then professes shock, shock, when a teenager takes them at their word. Stunning, but hardly a surprise. Meanwhile, over there in the Wall Street Journal, the ever-astute Gerard Baker, that paper's editor-at-large, began this week with this column headline, Quote, political narratives are the media's default in times of tragedy. Every bad event can supposedly be fixed by a new government tax program or, or regulation. Mr. Baker says, among other things, this. 
Instead, each event, from lethal accidents to vicious murders to Category 5 hurricanes, is immediately sorted into its pre-labeled moral narrative file, each one full of similarly useful sententious parables. They become props in the larger drama that is being constantly written for us by the preachy Puritans who now control most news organizations, convenient plot devices to illustrate the virtue of their cause and the malevolence of that of their critics. Bingo, I would add. And I would also add, if the preachy Puritans who now control most news organizations, quote-unquote, don't like the potential narrative, then that event goes into a Harry Potter-style black hole of things that must not be named. Here are a few samples, among many, from over the holiday weekend. Here is a HuffPost headline about CNN's Jim Acosta tangling with an NRA board member. Quote, CNN's Jim Acosta confronts NRA board member. Isn't this blood on your hands, unquote? Here is MSNBC's Nicole Wallace on the NRA. MSNBC's Wallace. NRA supporters swathed in frothy delusion. Someone is coming for their guns. NBC's Chuck Todd said this on his show, Meet the Press. This current version of the Republican Party, he said, is being held hostage by a vocal minority obsessed with an absolute right that does not exist. The New York Times weighed in with a totally predictable editorial that said this, quote, on Friday, the the former President Donald Trump, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, Governor Kristi Noem of South Dakota, and Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson of North Carolina all spoke at the annual convention of the National Rifle Association in Houston, a few hours' drive from Uvalde. There is no better manifestation of the gun lobby's total capture of so much of the GOP. Unquote. Then, from the world of sports, here is ESPN host Chris Mad Dog Russo saying this, as per the Daily Beast, quote, Something is wrong with the United States of America when an 18-year-old on his birthday was out there and buying two assault weapon rifles. 18-years-old kids can't have a drink in Texas. Then there was the coach of basketball's Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, ranting per the Daily Beast, quote, before storming out of a pregame press conference as follows, quote, they, meaning GOP leaders, won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough, unquote. And on and on and on and on went this kind of stuff from various media types over the holiday weekend, oblivious that they were the very exemplars of Baker's point. What all these people were and always are about is pushing the liberal narrative of the moment. This time it was around on gun control. But wait. What if, what if all these very same people had read just this one listing out there? There is an endless list, but this one from the National Institute of Health will suffice about, quote, children and the influence of the media, unquote. And it says, quote, violence, increased sexual activity and antisocial behaviors involving children and adolescents are being blamed on the media. American children and adolescents spend 21 to 23 hours per week viewing television. Children will see 200,000 violent acts on television by age 18 and view over 14,000 sexual situations and innuendos per year, unquote. Follow but one of the links included on that page from the NIH, and one can read this, quote, the mass media are rife with violent images and messages, and youth spend a great deal of time with media. A rich tradition of research shows that exposure to media violence leads to aggressive thoughts, emotions, and behavior, and also to fear and desensitization. Certain youths are more vulnerable to violent media messages. 
and images. The impact of media violence is so codified by its nature and context, unquote. So let's bring this all together, shall we? Does anyone seriously believe that all the media and sports figures listed above would be raising the roof if the, quote, narrative, unquote, were widened to ask whether the constant media drumbeat about the need to abort babies were having a seriously negative effect on kids? Does anyone really think my old CNN colleague Jim Acosta would have a face-off with the head of Planned Parenthood or some other pro-abortion activist and say this to them about the 63 million babies aborted in the 50 years since Roe v. Wade? Quote, isn't this blood on your hands, unquote? Does anyone really believe that MSNBC's Nicole Wallace would say that Planned Parenthood was, quote, swathed in frothy delusion that someone is coming for their bodies? Can anyone imagine NBC's Meet the Press host Chuck Todd looking his audience in the eye and saying this of the Democrats and Roe v. Wade, quote, this current version of the Democratic Party is being held hostage by a vocal minority obsessed with an absolute right that does not exist, unquote. Of course not. Or imagine that the Golden State Warriors' Steve Kerr could have the, would have the chops to say this about overturning Roe v. Wade, quote, they, meaning Democratic Party leaders, won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. Answer. Of course, none of these people would say any of this, despite 63 million dead babies and counting. And the reason for their studied silence comes back to Gerard Baker's point. Again, Mr. Baker said this, quote, instead, each event from lethal accidents to vicious murders to Category 5 hurricanes is immediately sorted into its pre-labeled moral narrative file, each one full of similarly used sententious parables. They become props in the larger drama that is being constantly written for us by the preachy Puritans who now control most news organizations. Convenient plot devices to illustrate the virtue of their cause and the malevolence of their critics, end quote. The difference between them the liberal narrative about guns is that they produce mass death, which is bad and must be discussed. But abortion, which produces infinitely more mass death, is good and therefore must never be discussed unless it is to promote Roe. To suggest otherwise is a serious violation of the liberal narrative dogma. It is, again, the Harry Potter-style doctrine that abortion and its evils must not be named ever. Thus, abortion won't be mentioned in a negative light relating to these shootings, not on CNN, MSNBC, in the New York Times, or on ESPN, or in the Golden Warriors locker room, or in oh so many more outposts of the liberal narrative gospel, which is, of course, shameful, with enough hypocrisy to choke the entire fleet of horses and the Triple Crown's Kentucky Derby, Preakness, and Belmont Stakes combined. It's shameful, but sadly, totally expected. For the word of the Lord... This is Jeffrey Lord. Stop by my website, thejeffreylord.com, to catch up on the news and views. Thanks for coming, and see you next time.